0: Hey everybody, this is Adam opening today's show on an extraordinarily somber note. I'm recording this Wednesday evening, as most of you will now be aware, being participants in the lefty podcast media sphere, this lefty podcast media ecosystem, if you will, will know that Michael Brooks passed away from a sudden medical emergency Monday morning. And, um, for obvious reasons, we're not going to have an A side this week. Uh, we're not going to have a B side this week. And I apologize for that. Uh, Ben Burgess and myself and a couple other people were slated to record an episode on that day on Monday. And, uh, it didn't happen for obvious reasons. Um, I, I, I won't presume to speak for my co-host Ben Burgess about this, but it's no mystery it's no um, secret that Ben and Michael were extraordinarily close. They were co-authors, they were co-thinkers, they were best friends, and and that's really saying something because Michael, as we are f- discovering even more by the day, due to the eulogies and the memorials that are that are just uh, overflowing on online, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, via email, on various podcasts and and you know YouTube channels, uh, Michael was loved by a lot of people, a lot of people felt close to Michael. And that's, you know, that's an accomplishment. How I mean, you know, I mean, I think about myself, you know, when I, when I, when you, when you come up against a mensch like that, a mensch, right. You, you sort of measure yourself against them sort of subconsciously. And you think like, Jesus, how many people feel really close to me? Right. Maybe a dozen people, if that, you know, and you're seeing like, Hundreds and hundreds of people sharing stories about how Michael was there for them, about how they would have deep chats about life and their careers and their political trajectories and their and, and all of the above, right? From politics to spirituality to meditation to to their careers to friendships to love life to all of the above, right? Hundreds of people had these types of experiences with Michael, and 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 yet and yet. Ben was among one of the closest people to Michael. So needless to say, we're not going to be recording an episode this week. Ben is a pivotal part of this show. Um, he is grieving. I just everyone, uh, ask everybody to give him some space to process this. Uh, also, uh, I offer my condolences to his direct colleagues, David Griscom, who we had on the show a month or two ago, uh, and Matt Leck is a uh, producer from day one. Also, Sam Cedar. Shouts out to Sam. I know Sam is grieving. Sam uh, essentially recruited and hired him and played a pivotal role in making him who he was back in 2012, 2013. Uh, I, myself, you know, I look at like, I, I used to look at Michael like a like a big brother. Like a big brother who I was, I loved to death, but I was also extremely jealous of. <laughs> I was jealous of him because he was he was more talented than me. I used to tell him this all the time, you know, he's funnier than me. He's more eloquent than me. You know, he was a, sm- he was a far smoother operator than me when it came to, you know, building up his show and his brand and, and reaching people and being a f- an effective communicator and not getting most importantly, not getting hung up in this bullshit, like inter left hyper, extremely online nonsense. And, uh, I had the occasion via text back in April to tell Michael this myself and um, of all the regrets you have when someone dies an untimely death. And this was an untimely death. He was 36 years old. Uh, 36 year olds are not supposed to drop dead. Um, They're not supposed to die of cancer. They're not supposed to uh, die of other illnesses. They're certainly not supposed to just drop dead. From a sudden medical emergency. Um, Death sucks no matter what, but that kind of death really sucks. You know, um, he recorded a live stream on Sunday night and then he's just gone. Um, Anyway, uh, I told him in April that he was right about almost every damn thing that we used to feud about, you know, and we'd rib each other as, as, as brothers do. Um, everything except for one thing. I remember when I met him in person the first time in 2017, I was on his show, the Michael Brooks show. And uh, we went out for drinks afterwards as he did with so many people. He was uh, such an effective uh, communicator and mentor to so many people. And we talked, I mean, I think we stayed out until like almost 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And David Griscom was still new to the show at that point. He was still kind of like a new producer. And he and my girlfriend uh, were talking in, in this little uh, dingy, like, um, divey diner that we went to. While for about three hours, Michael and I hashed it out over the then hot, super hot Ta-Nehisi Coates versus Cornell West debate. <laughs> And 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 God bless uh, Griscom to this day for keeping my girlfriend company, and and uh, while Michael and I had this three hour debate, <laughs> and at that time uh, Michael was not thoroughly won over to to this anti racist essentialism stuff the way that he was prior to his passing, and so he argued the Coates position while I argued the the Cornell West position, and we had a great uh, you know and 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 as, as heated as it got, it was always it was always an act of love, it was always an act of, of brotherhood. Um, but, but, you know, one of my proudest accomplishments is that Michael came around on this race essentialism stuff. And, um, one of the best things he ever did, I, you know, to my uh, estimation was he hosted a a live Jacobin events with, um, Willie Leggett, Adolf Reed Jr. And Cedric Johnson. And, um, one of my proudest achievements is really owed to Michael and the fact that I introduced, um adolph to michael and uh he obviously uh had adolph on his show hell half a dozen times maybe and uh I, it's one of my proudest moments because i know that michael's is, was in such an extraordinarily talented communicator and he was able to reach so many people through his platform far more people than i could ever reach on dps like many many orders of magnitude uh, more people and I was proud that, uh, that anti-racist essentialist message, uh, was so effectively communicated by Michael. Cause he's just so much better. He was just always so much better at this shit than me, <laughs> you know, admittedly. Um, he was always just so much better. Um, and it was one of my proudest achievements. Um, but I'll say that's the only thing I was ever right about, <laughs> uh, between he and I, that's it. Yeah. He was right about every damn thing else. Um, he used to tell me all the time when he'd see me getting, getting heated on Twitter, he'd, he'd send me a DM or a text and he'd be like, brother, you know, let it, let it go. Let it slide. It's not worth it. Like, don't let these, don't let these like, you know, miserable, like uh, basement dwelling incels, you know, get you down, you know, keep your eyes on the prize. You're doing great work on DPS. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. You know, that was always his message. No matter how hard things got, keep your head up. Keep doing the work, man. You're killing it. You're really making an impact and he was able to do that for so many people. Um I've seen heartfelt responses from people, you know, from the far left like uh you know, our friend Megan Day, Jacobin contributor, uh Bascar Sankara, I've, I've seen it from, you know, Anna Kasparian, his uh his short-time host, uh, co-host on uh, Jacobin's YouTube show. You know like he, Emma Vigland, you know wishy-washy progressive commentator that i had a lot of qualms with during the primaries the way that she was going soft on elizabeth warren emma vigeland got on the air and said some extraordinarily similar things about michael and uh his ability to mentor people and to always be consistent and to always be able to say the thing at the right time that somebody needs to hear and i think it was i think it might have been uh Griscom, David Griscom, who eulogized him on Sam Cedar's show yesterday, who who said that he might have been the most just, just, just intuitive, raw, most rawly intuitive person that he's ever encountered. And I would have to echo that. The man's intuition was just legendary. And where he lacked in some of the intellectual faculties, he oftentimes joked about being, you know, learning disabled and having some issues with reading and dyslexia and other things like that. He was able to overcome those things just by f- sheer force of will and, and utilizing that, that insane intuition that he had. He was always able to see like, you know, 20 miles ahead, you know, in a, in, a, in a pea soup thick fog when the rest of us can't see our hand in front of our face. That was Michael. Michael. And uh, I'm going to miss him dearly. Uh, He helped me personally through uh, some of the hardest times as a lefty podcast host that I endured. Some of you guys will know (laughs) what I'm talking about. Others of you won't, but um, that's just the kind of guy that he was. And um, I just have a couple more things to say and we'll wrap this up. And I think this is the most substantive part. So I hope that uh, people are still listening. Here's, here's the takeaway from, from Michael's passing. I was actually listening to um, a meditation track yesterday, <laughs> uh, which is not something I do a lot. I have meditated from time to time. I'm a little uh, hyper anxious and uh, impulsive and sometimes a little relaxation, a little meditation can, can help uh, an ADD brain. And so it's something that I did and I, talk, I used to talk about it with Michael from time to time. He was very uh, openly spiritual. He would go to meditation retreats. He, he would, he would always Deepak Chopra, that motherfucker, as I used to say, Uh, you know, he'd get all Deepak and, and get all spiritual for a second. But uh I don't know, his, his passing just reminded me of, of how meditation has helped me over the years. And uh so I, I gave it a shot yesterday when I was really struggling and as corny as it sounds, y'all, I don't care. I'm not going to start like snorting essential oils or uh, you know, Reading my horoscope every morning, and I don't give a shit if mer- Mercury is in retrograde, but y'all, this is uh, this is golden. The meditation track that I landed on opened with uh, a method for dealing with adversity. And uh, in essence, that method just goes like this. When, when the world throws you something difficult, challenging you, um, instead of reacting negatively, instead of being bummed, instead of being depressed, instead of being angry, You should say thank you. You should say thank you to the world, to the universe, to a a God, to whomever it is that you ascribe our existence or or nothing. Say thank you to the void if you choose. But say thank you because every challenge, so long as we are taking in oxygen, every challenge is an opportunity to learn and every challenge is an opportunity to grow. And uh, that that opening of this meditation track just hit me like a ton of bricks because, you know, uh, it's extraordinarily tragic that Michael Brooks passed away at 36. People aren't supposed to die at 36, as I've said. Um, but I think that the best thing that we can do going forward is for all of us to just, to just say, thank you. And, um, Thank you because this gives us yet another chance to look at the the way that he lived his life, the way that he comported himself on the left, and uh, it's another opportunity for us to integrate those elements into our lives, into our political practice, practice even. Um, Michael talked about this on my show back in 2017, I believe I had him on, or maybe it was early, early 2018. He's not of the left like me, right? We used to joke each other. Like he—he—he he, he didn't spend his time in church basements and in, in small Trotskyist sects like I did, you know. Um, you know, he was—he was kind of more on the liberal end of things, you know. Maybe the more like kind of like vaguely anarcho-liberal kind of wave of things, you know. He was a commentator on the David Pakman show, but he very quickly radicalized after that. But that's just to say that. He was not of the left in the way that I was of the left, which is, an, which is just a really nice way of saying about myself that he was not brain damaged like I was <laughs> by that experience. He, he, he didn't uh, come up in the, these bullshit imaginary bunkers of intra-left debate and dispute that was only hyper-magnified with the advent of Twitter and left Twitter and left book he, he was not of that world. He was, I mean, he's almost like a Bernie Sanders figure. He was just dropped on the present from like a different universe. You know, uh, he's not of this generation or any recent generation. He was very unique in the way that he approached left politics. He didn't fall prey to the sectarian bullshit. Um, he treated everybody with empathy regardless of their positions and he, and he didn't ever succumb to this uh, interleft sectarian basement of the vampire's castle style nonsense that uh, so many people have fallen prey to over the past couple of years, myself included at times. And it was uh, some heartfelt conversations between myself and Michael over the past few years that, uh, like I said, convinced me to come around to being far more open to being less pugilistic uh, with others on the left because we need each other. You know, we're small. We're extraordinarily small. Uh, we're going to need each other. If we're ever going to achieve anything, come together and get people free. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's the lesson, right? That's the lesson. That's the opportunity to, to just uh, as a lapsed Protestant, if there is a, an afterlife, if, if there's a way in some cosmic, you know, mystery that Michael can, can hear this right now or uh, be present in any sort of sense, I uh, just want to say thank you. That's the way to handle this tragedy. Um, I think that that's how he would have wanted us to go about it. If I may be so bold. To, to say that, um, you know, undoubtedly there are a lot of people out there who are grieving far worse than I am. They were far closer to Michael, but, uh, Michael really impacted me in a personal way as the host of this podcast. And so I just wanted to come on the air and talk a little bit about it. It's, it's off the cuff. Um, just spitballing here. You know, Michael was better at that than me too. (laughs) He was better at most things. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I hope you guys are handling this well, lean on each other, be good to each other. Um, This will certainly not be the last time that we talk about this on this show. Again, I don't presume to speak for anyone but myself as the founder of this particular podcast. Um, Ben Burgess is going to have his uh, a lot of time to say what he wants to say about what Michael meant to him. And, uh, you know. David Griscom and Matt Leck and and some others who were involved in TMBS are going to have a lot of time for to determine how they're going to carry forward Michael's legacy and uh, and what that project looks like going forward. But uh, I just wanted to get out there and you know it's it's very strange how something as silly as a podcast can connect people. Um, I don't know. Maybe some of you guys feel uh, similarly about myself and Ben and other people that you've never met uh, as i as I felt towards michael, as 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 many people who never met Michael felt towards Michael. It's a weird time to live in where you can have such an intense connection with somebody um and yet like never talk to them and never met them in the way that many of Michael's uh, listeners uh, are feeling right now. But just know that you know, I love you guys. You know, I'm not a lovey-dovey, squishy guy. That's uh, it took a death of somebody very close to me to be able to say that on the air. Uh, but be good to each other. Life is short. It's fragile, and uh, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. So be good to each uh, be good to each other. Um, you know, be ruthless against systems and be kind and forgiving and empathetic towards individuals. Yeah, you guys uh, try to the best you can to enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, shoot me some messages. I'd like to hear about what Michael meant to you, and uh, and how you're thinking about integrating his legacy into into your lives and into your your political practice, and so on. Um, you guys, take care of yourself. Be well. Like I said, love you guys, and uh, be good to each other.